my first experience with yogurt was probably like six or seven years old. I don't remember it exactly, but I do remember the types of yogurt my family would get. They'd get the Yoplait yogurts with the little blue caps on it. And they're kind of almost like lighthouse shaped, but clearly do not shine a light on ships at sea. I'm pretty sure you can still get these Yoplait. I feel like I, I see very similar cups. Maybe they've changed over the past 25, 30 years or however long since I was eating those yogurts growing up. But that started my trek towards enjoying yogurt. And something that I noticed along the way is that a lot of yogurt, they throw all kinds of extra stuff in there that you don't need. I'm like, how does this little small container of yogurt have 55 grams of added sugar? It's because there's all kinds of extra nonsense that nobody actually should be consuming in there. Or at least consuming in much smaller doses than they are. Which makes me look a little more carefully at my yogurt choices. Coincidentally, some of the tastiest yogurt that I've ever had was skier yogurt, which is common in Iceland and some of those Nordic countries, Norway, Sweden, Finland. It's just a wonderful burst of flavor on the taste buds. Big fan of it. And in most cases, it usually doesn't have all of that craziness going on. It's got the right stuff in it. It's good on protein. Added sugars not as aggressive as they are in some of these other yogurts. And my guests today, Stephanie and Haley Painter, founded Painterland Sisters to take that skewer ice cream, bring it to America. They've had a blast along the way, and they're really really just getting started. They started this business in 2020, already nationwide. They're in Sprouts stores. We talk about how I used to live next to a Sprouts, and it was wonderful. Now I don't. I have to drive to go get groceries? Come on, come on. We're not trying to do that. All about walking. Very, very much a first world problem, I know. And as I mentioned, Stephanie and Haley are sisters. What's it like working with your sister? We're going to dive into all of that as well. Some top breakfast items aside from their own yogurt. Of course, something that's worked well in marketing. Some of the worst demo experiences they've had. We're covering it all if you have any aspirations of starting a business or building your own brand even further. Stephanie and Haley have lots of good ideas in it. So listen up. Maybe grab a cup of Painterland Sisters yogurt while you're at it because it's quite delicious. And I do say so myself because I'm the host of this podcast. I just said it. You just heard it. So that was an extraneous little phrase I threw on at the end there. We probably have a couple of those in this episode, but that just makes it all the more enjoyable. I'm Joey Held. This is Good People, Cool Things, and here's a conversation with Stephanie and Haley Painter. To kick us off, can you give us your names and your elevator pitch, but also the type of elevator that we're riding on? All right. (laughs) So I'm Stephanie Painter. And I'm Haley Painter, and um, we're the Painterland Sisters. Yeah, so we are fourth generation on our family's dairy farm. We have an organic dairy and crop farm in northern Pennsylvania in the rolling hills in the middle of nowhere Pennsylvania. And um, we decided to figure out a way to basically add a, a value-added product um, to turn our family's milk into something that can be enjoyed by all and something that could be really a conduit to educate uh, people on the importance of agriculture. And so we have an organic skier yogurt brand. The farm is in Pennsylvania, but you're currently in Arizona, basically across the country. What's what's in Arizona? 
Yes. So we actually had a great opportunity to partner with Sprouts. Um, and we are in four, almost 400 of their stores nationwide. And we are super excited. It's been a a dream come true, especially with the type of, you know, organic, better for you food buyers that usually, you know, shop at Sprouts, they really understand our product and, and to be able to get this product that comes from a rural farm, you know, in Northern Pennsylvania across the country is, yeah, it's just kind of wild to us. Uh, so we actually demoed at their corporate office uh, for their employees yesterday and really got to meet the meet the team that made our, our dreams come true with this account. I used to live next door to a Sprouts and I loved walking over there all the time. They are wonderful stores. So that's awesome. It's just a, a great account. You know, they're uh, main one of their main sellers is plain yogurt, right? And you have to be a certain type of person to like just plain yogurt, not filled with you know sugars and fruits and all that stuff. And so when you know their number one yogurt is the plain, like they have some health conscious, you know, minded people. So it's just really cool to be in front of that sort of audience. You are lucky to um, have lived next to a Sprouts. We. Definitely grew up without that luxury, and currently I really live on our dairy farm, um, and we're about oh thirty minutes from a store that's pretty decent. So, uh, yeah, you were lucky. I know. I sometimes I'm sad that I don't live there anymore, but the actual like living conditions I'm in now are significantly better than that small apartment. So I guess you got to take the the good with the bad. <laughs> Yep, that's life. You focus on skier yogurt, which I don't think I had ever tried until maybe like, I don't know, I was probably in my early 20s, maybe maybe earlier than that on like a family trip. I know we went to Norway and Sweden when I was a teenager, and I'm sure I tried it then. But being a teenager, you know, you're kind of oblivious to the world. So maybe I, I didn't remember doing it. But I remember going to Iceland and eating probably like 18 gallons of it over the course of like a week long trip. <laughs> So is that like why why skier yogurt in particular is that like a big a big thing in Pennsylvania or is that just something that you've enjoyed and you're like let's do it? Yeah, it is definitely not a it was not a big thing in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it was uh, when we told our family that we're we're like hey we figured out a a great way to get our, you know the family farms milk into into the consumer's hand and connect the consumer to the direct source of their food. We are like we're we have skier we're gonna make skier and they're like a skir skier what what are you girls making we're like we're just making yogurt it's just like an icelandic style yogurt like a skier like you're going down the hill skiing and um so it was definitely out of the box um but the we teamed up with a 10th generation icelandic yogurt maker and the way that he makes yogurt and the technology that is uses is really the best way that we could possibly get a nutrient dense product out into the world. So um, he has a process called um, ultra filtration and it, it, it holds a lot. It holds a protein into the yogurt. So we're not adding protein powder back into it later, which a lot of yogurt um, that happens to. So that was one of the main uh, focuses for us. Like this is the best nutrient dense product that we can imagine. And so that's why we decided with Icelandic uh, style skier yogurt. And also we just got completely blessed with the fact that 
Um, this Icelandic partner is based in Pennsylvania now. So it's just, you know, one of those meant to be things. (laughs) He put his plant up in 2019 and in 2020, that's when Stephanie and I were like, Hmm, what, what product do we want to make? What do we want to get into? So it, it, it aligned perfectly. Yeah. That's very nice timing. All around. Meant to be. And you also said in your in your elevator pitch that you want to increase knowledge around agriculture as well. So what's something about growing up and living on a farm that might surprise people? <laughs> well, I have one funny thing, right? When people drive and they like pass the cows or they're watching a TV show and they're like, oh, look at the cows. It's so funny how people think that all of them are cows when cows are only the animals that have had babies like the the females so it's just kind of funny like that I don't know just that little fact like what is a cow even um we want to share that with people and why do we need cows what do they eat things like that and I think um to kind of piggyback on that um something you know just totally different we didn't realize how just almost foreign agriculture was to, you know, the general public until we went to college and until we went out into the world after we hit 18 and we said, dad, like, you know, we need to talk to some other people other than our cows and cousins. (laughs) Um, So we, you know, hit out into the world and we were constantly explaining about agriculture and people were like, oh my gosh, there's still like dirt roads with little tiny family farms on them. And, um, you know, just basically just the the knowledge of where an egg comes from, like really where an egg comes from, you know, what chickens eat, what, um, you know, where milk comes from, what cows need to, you know, eat to produce that milk. And really the whole natural cycle of life um, is just totally just flabbergast people. People don't know where their food comes from. They, you know, a lot of children, especially just, um, you know, they think it comes you know, they just seed to the grocery store and that's it. And so really the, but we grew up and the other thing is milking cows. Like we grew up milking cows. Like we grew up on a dairy farmer, you know, a dairy farm, we're dairy farmers. And people are like, so did you like, you know, milk the cows by hands? We're like, no, you know, it is, you know, the, the 21st century we did, use, we do use uh, machines to, to help us do that. <laughs> yeah. I think people have either no grasp of farm life or of like a 18th century uh you know churning butter in in a like with a stick all night long kind <laughs> of are. kind of mindset for it uh and i think the the technology element to it is is pretty interesting because of just like how much more it can help you do and and how much more time it frees up for things so is there something that maybe is is kind of more of a recent like technological either invention or just addition to your family's farm that you're like, oh, wait, this is awesome. And I'm glad it exists. I feel like our farm is so lucky because we have, you know, it's a family farm, a fourth generation. And so when we see new technology out or new opportunities or new ways of farming or people questioning like, oh, why are you doing it this way? Maybe you should try it this way. We're very open-minded and we try all these cool new ways of doing it. Um, and so we're, we're always willing to look at that. I think a cool, like the new technology out there with like 
doing crop work and like working the land and working with the land and understanding what nutrients are already there is probably the coolest technology that's out there that we really, you know, like look into and invest in and learn about. Because if we can work symbiotically with the land to grow the crops, to feed the cows, to make the milk that turns it into yogurt, to feed the people, like that's what it's all about. Like, benefiting everyone in the long run. And so it's really cool, this new technology that's out that can actually understand like what you're doing with to the, to the climate, to the soil, to everything involved when you're producing that food. This might be perhaps the most personal question of the entire episode. What's it like working with your sister? Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you, We uh, let's just start that out by saying we now have one, at least one weekly meeting um, where we literally just talk about how we can talk better <laughs> to each other. <laughs> so we're one time to talk about our feelings and we're open-minded when we come to that meeting. But a very farmer saying would be, it's like when you have your cows up in the back 40 pasture, they're looking beautiful grazing and a little kid leaves the gate open and they just like run out and they're everywhere and trying to get them back in. That's, that's sometimes what it's like working with your sister. <laughs> yeah. She said that very poetically because, uh, you know, when we're in the moment, we don't, we don't say things like that. <laughs> you know, we kind of revert back to being 15 years old and somebody stole someone else's shirt out of their closet and mom has to come up and like, Hey, like give that shirt back or just leave it. <laughs> so, uh, but we, we've definitely grown since we launched the company as, you know, compartmentalizing between our, you know, sister relationship and our business relationship. That was a huge curve for us, a learning curve. And I think I'm pretty proud of, of where we're at now. Now, let's not be a, we're not, we're definitely not perfect, but we're better. And that's all we can ask for, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we are really fortunate to work together. And we've kind of we grew up working on the family run dairy farm. So it's actually our dad and his two brothers that own it along, along with our grandpa and grandma who started it. And so they're all working there together, a bunch of like family members. So we watched them what it's like. Um, and so it's not always easy, but it's the most rewarding thing if you can do it. And that's what we just keep remembering, um, especially when things get a little hairy. Can we uh, get a story of a time things have gotten hairy? Oh, well, okay, let me see. <laughs> I would probably have to say, you know, we're pretty good at marketing. We're pretty good at, you know, selling the yogurt. But when we have to pack yogurt boxes out and ship them in UPS, trying to figure that out, making sure our ice packs are cold and getting it to the UPS store on time is probably the most hectic time for us. It's not our so- strong suit being organized and like shipping things out. So I would say just... I don't know. Too many stories with that. Yeah, I mean, um, I would say sometimes even like, you know, we're, we're leading a team now and just getting on, getting on a zoom meeting. And, you know, we'll start going off on tangents, like just little things, you know, like, oh, my gosh, you, you, you didn't put that word in that the sentence the way that I thought it should be in Haley and anyone else like you wouldn't say that to you know what I mean. But it's because it's your sister, you're like, you you just did that like wrong. Like, you know, it's just not the way that I would have done that. And you know, you start getting bickering. And then we're like, we text each other. So we're always, I don't think no anyone knows this, but we actually text each other during our zoom meetings. And we're like, Hey, like, um, 
maybe we should pause on this and just discuss this later because I think this is more emotional than it is advantageous to what we're doing right now. So it's just things like that. You know what I mean? Just kind of ways we talk to each other more sisterly than business sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure you have uh, a little of your own language that goes back and forth as well. Oh, oh yeah, and looks. Yeah, looks have a language of their own. Oh yeah, she gives me <laughs> she gives me the eyeball sometimes. You know what I mean? And and so just that look, and I just stop talking. It's also positive though when we're negotiating like with somebody else because I can just look at her and I know what she's thinking sometimes, and it's like okay, let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what's really cool. Like we've been reading each other's looks since we were basically born, so we know how to work together a lot more naturally than you know. If we weren't sisters and finish each other's sentences some days, as you can see now, (laughs) we're we're doing that right now. (laughs) And other days you do not finish each other's sentences and it's a mess. I like it. (laughs) When we choose not to want to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I believe I, I know I received some of your yogurt and I believe it was um, from a UPS truck. So thank you for making the sacrifice of packing. Yeah, a lot of blood, sweat, and uh, sisterly battles over that, but it was worth it. (laughs) A couple spilled yogurts, but that's never hurt anyone. (laughs) Yeah, don't cry over spilled yogurt. (laughs) The age-old saying that we all know. (laughs) With a modern twist. Yes, yes, it's delightful. (laughs) You mentioned how you kind of have the marketing side of things. Maybe not down pat, but a good grasp. On it, And I think that can be, I mean, especially post-pandemic world, maybe the biggest challenge for people is getting the word out about their product and making people excited about it in a way where they want to try it. So what's something, and this is just the broad marketing umbrella that has worked well for y'all, and is there something that you thought was going to work well that ended up kind of being a dud? I think the number one thing for marketing is that it's just us trying to break down some of these big picture thoughts with farming and making it understandable and, you know, consumable basically to the general consumer that like when a farmer explains farming, you know, maybe we're saying it in a way where we think people understand, but, you know, they don't have that knowledge. So it's just, you know, like when a computer scientist start talking about computers, you know, they lose half the people, you know, in the conversation. So what we just really aimed to do was take this, you know, some of these hard thoughts about um, farming and making, you know, breaking them down to a very fun, loving, easy, understood way to to digest this information. And that's really what we've, um, we, we followed suit on. And we've not really done like we've not grand made this grand marketing plan now we have but you know when we just started it was just basically like hey like what can we do to make dairy farming and just agriculture relatable to people oh my gosh like we found this amazing graphic designer on instagram and we loved her look right and so we're like can you make uh basically a full circle like we're constantly talking about full circle farming and like which is basically our term for regenerative farming. Can you make this into, you know, little pictures that it's really easily understood to people? And like you can teach, you can say it to a a kid will understand it or, you know, an adult that just doesn't have that experience with agriculture. And we've based everything on education and that's led our way through marketing. And in a fun loving, like we're millennial 
Well, actually, Haley is actually considered Gen Z, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm a millennial. I'm older. Um, only two years, but it's that we're right in that line. <laughs> um, but, you know, just making it fun, loving millennial uh, type of way to understand this information because people weren't picking up what, you know, our dad or grandpa were putting down because they, you know, just didn't relate to, you know, the people, the consumer now. And we just really were so passionate, prideful, energetic about it and authentic. And we're not experts at marketing. We just, we love, you know, we love what we're doing and why we're doing it. And we're just so passionate about it that we're just going to keep trying to connect with consumers because to us, our mission is to connect the consumer to the farmer and the farmer to the consumer. So we're just going to try everything and have fun while we're doing it. I don't know if that uh, explains your, we, we kind of get off a little bit, but <laughs> to sum it up, uh, we just kind of did what came naturally. Something I always like to ask, uh, because I think the uh, the sort of like disaster stories are more entertaining than the, the uh, you know, success ones, is have you ever had like a truly terrible either demo experience or like a meeting with someone that just did not go at all the way that you thought it was? <laughs> um, I think we both have different answers. I think my <laughs> first answer would be I had terrible Wi-Fi at this one meeting and we were doing a sales pitch to a really important customer that Stephanie and I both wanted. And you can only pitch them like every six months. Um, and so it was a big deal that we got this. And uh, I, you know, my Wi-Fi wasn't working and I got on and Stephanie's Wi-Fi didn't work at all. And <laughs> she was prepared for the sales pitch. And I wasn't because we take turns. And she she was just all ready to do it. And she wasn't even there. And my Wi-Fi wasn't working. You couldn't see my face. And it was so stressful. I, I just kind of babbled through everything and hoped for the best. And uh, I think that was a pretty, a pretty bad, bad one. I think the other pretty bad one. Did we get into that store? No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, another, another bad one. I was just having like one of those days, you know what I mean? Like once every couple of months, I don't know about you, but I just have like one of those days and we had like three meetings in a row and they were all important meetings, of course. And I was just like, could not get it together. Like I was just emotional that day and, you know, crying and just all this stuff. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to get it together for these meetings. And then I just realized I was like 20 minutes late to this, uh, this first meeting. And then that made me, you know, even more emotional. I'm like, Kaylee, like you're gonna have to take it from here. And then everything that I said at the meeting was just it, like, it just didn't make sense. Like my words weren't coming out right. You know what I mean? Usually like we can talk about our yogurt and our family's farm all day long and just nothing was making sense. I kept just tripping over myself and we didn't get into that story either. And I'm pretty sure they're like the only, like one of the, the two of the only stories we haven't gotten into because <laughs> we were just like so falling on our face. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you get on stage and you can perform and sometimes you just fall off the stage. We just like fell off the stage and we were like, and then the next day we had another sales meeting to pitch a company and it went fine. You know what I mean? Fantastic. Cause yeah. we're like, all right, let's get it. <laughs> yeah. So it just like, I guess that's one of the main things is like when you just totally fall flat on your face, 
it'll, it'll most likely be better tomorrow. If not, it has to be better the next day or, you know. (laughs) Oh, I have a really funny one. So we love to take photo shoots at our farm and our backyard is literally a cow pasture, you know, beautiful cow pasture with cows grazing. I'll make it sound a little more majestic, but that's what it is. And so we set up our yogurts (laughs) in the middle of the pasture and all the cows get curious, like, what are these human things doing out here in our home? Um, And so we were just sitting there taking pictures with all the beautiful cows and the photographer, it was a videographer, actually, who was taking a video, never told me that a giant bull came up directly behind me and was perfectly in the shot, like all like swelled up, like, what are you doing in here? Because he thought it looked really cool and he thought it was great footage and and he was like two inches behind me she picks up her yogurt literally jumps the fence she's like oh my gosh she's a nasty bull like we got to get out of here he's about to stampede us and he just wanted to get that shot so bad he didn't realize like how nasty bulls can get sometimes and Haley literally picks up her yogurt and like runs barefoot jumps the fence in my dress yeah hair curled Well, I'm glad you made it out. Okay, that sounds like it could have been very harrowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, we're here still, so. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps missing a limb or two, but otherwise, not too bad. Well, we missed all of our strawberries. They fell off my cutting board. <laughs> <laughs> Did he also get footage of the escape? I don't think so, but afterward, I had to like pose for the picture, and I had like ev- like everything in my hands because I just grabbed everything I could, and I have that picture, and I think it's the best picture he's ever taken. But it's because I know what <laughs> went into it. It's really awful. <laughs> it's not actually a good picture. Yeah, at that moment, he realized he had to run for his life as well. <laughs> That's fair. It's the same the same feeling I get watching someone someone's like homemade tornado footage or something. I'm just like, what are you doing? Run away. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It was one of those moments. (laughs) So I assume part of this answer will be your own yogurt. But what is your go-to breakfast? Painterland Sisters Organic Skier Yogurt. (laughs) Plug. Um, (laughs) uh Well, honestly, like I have two children. And so I birthed the baby and the yogurt business in the same year. And then I have five-year-old and I literally only have time to shove something in my mouth for like, you know, like four hours worth of meetings to start my day. So it is actually the yogurt because it, you know, gets it done. But other than that, we have a lot of chickens. So (laughs) eggs um, and a big cup of milk. Um, Oh, yeah. Raw milk from the bolt tank, fresh from the farm. <laughs> I like that in my hot coffee first thing in the morning, and it's perfect. <laughs> Our grandma painter, so again, we're fourth generation. We grew up with 13 cousins all running around the farm. Um, and so she would make a breakfast every single morning at 9 a.m. because the guy, everyone, the guys, girls, everyone would get up and work together around five. And we always feed the cows before we feed ourselves. And we'd come in from working four to five hours and grandma would have a hot breakfast on the table and it's a five course meal. So we would have like a beef roast, potatoes, gravy, vegetables, um, of course, a strawberry rhubarb pie made with lard, of course. Um, And so we'd have that in the morning on the farm, but we we don't get as spoiled from grandma as we're older. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is the saddest part about growing up. Is yeah. Not being as, as spoiling. They well, want to be. They, we just have to, you know, do our own jobs now. Yeah, they spoil the grandkids now and the great grandkids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, a question I always like to ask is a question you wish you were asked more frequently. And we've kind of been touching on this throughout the episode, but I think. It's good to revisit. Why is it important to know your farmers and to connect with the source of your food? So knowing your farmers is my strongest recommendation to anyone when someone's like, should I eat organic? Should I get pastured eggs? Should I get this or that? And my answer is always, you should know your farmer because if you know your farmer, you can ask them those questions about what are they doing to their soil? How are they raising their animals? Why are they using this technique or this technology? And then they can figure out what they want for themselves. Um, it's so important because farmers put their heart and soul into what they do. Actually, it's like 95% of dairy farms in the United States are family run and operated. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, Farmers, especially dairy farmers, sometimes get a bad reputation or bad um, notable things. And it's really just because when you Google them, there's like one person who is way better at marketing than a dairy farmer is. When really, if you go find the dairy farmer or the regular farmer, they can tell you their story and you can tell them um, what what you don't understand or what you don't know or how you feel. And then m- maybe they're willing to change something or maybe you can see why they're doing something. And so it really brings a strong relationship between your food, what you're eating, what you're feeding your families, how you're raising your kids, the environment, everything. You can understand it more and you can have more of a say in it. And then you can support the brands and the farmers that you really connect with and that you truly believe are doing everything possible for for that. Love it. All right. You two are almost off the hook, but we always like to wrap up with a top three. And since you are yogurt experts, what are the top three things to look for in your yogurt? Um, that it says Painter and Sister is on the cup. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so the top three things to look for um, in a yogurt, uh, number one being, well, no real relevance of importance, but uh, probiotics. So make sure you have uh, billions of probiotics in your yogurt cup. Billions of live probiotics, because a lot of people think, hey, you have probiotics in your yogurt, but a lot of yogurts don't have probiotics in it, or it's not the right ones or the right amount of probiotics. So really look for that. We have BB12. um, So that's a really reputable probiotic you can look for. The second thing we recommend is looking for natural protein. Um, There's a lot of protein powders found in yogurts and those are added to it, but we have natural protein. So all we do is take the water out and you have the real deal protein for your body to like function properly. And the last thing that we recommend is looking for an option that is low in sugar because you can always add sugar into it, but you can't take it out. So if you start with a yogurt that's low in sugar and doesn't have non-nutritives, um, then you're better off because you can you can always add. You just can't take away. And I just want to put in there that non-nutritives are like stevia. So you it can say, you know, zero grams of sugar in the yogurt, but it might have stevia in there and you don't have to – that's not classified as uh, added sugars, which we don't have stevia in our yogurt um, because it's ultra-processed. Pas- er, so we just kind of leave that out there. We just wanted um, – 
you know, people to just be aware of that when they're when they're buying a yogurt. I don't know if I've ever had stevia, and uh, Breaking Bad really took me off. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I, hope, hopefully, this is not a spoiler to anyone listening, but that's the way someone dies: is their their stevia gets replaced by um, ricin poison. So I, that I was enough to get me off the stevia tray. <laughs> lot of different things <laughs> we won't go into all that but <laughs> and the last thing you know, like know your farmer right if you know your farmer you can know what's in there yeah plain and like plain and simple i think people like don't realize or don't really think about it too much like you eat every single day the one of the major things that connects all of us is we literally have to eat. So just make sure that you're eating well because without the health of your body, then you know you can't do all the things that you'd love to do in life. Ain't that the truth? Well, <laughs> Stephanie and Haley, this was so much fun. This is such a good time. If people want to learn more about you, check out your yogurt. Where can they find you? So they can go on our website and um, just type in their their zip code and they can find a store near them. We are actually, um, with the launch of Sprouts, we're nationwide at this point. So most likely you'll be able to to find our yogurt at a store near you. And our website is painterlandsisters.com. And we're in, I think, over 40 different states now. So go check it out. We're in a lot of different grocery stores. And yeah, we appreciate it. Well, congratulations on the nationwide launches. Well, what are the states you're not in? Let's put them on oh, blast. We're not in <laughs> Illinois. Of course, that's where my boyfriend and his family live. So we're we're not in Illinois. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. I'm really trying to get to Illinois, but it's just one of those states. She she'll make it in her in laws' eyes if she gets to their home state. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so supportive already (laughs) yeah thank you so much this has been a really great time for us and yeah we just really appreciate being on this uh cool podcast with a cool person like you (laughs) thank you thank you such charmers well we have to wrap up with a corny joke as we always do and i just want to say r.i.p to boiled water it will be missed it will be missed and no bull intended Get after it today, people. Good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you were a fan of this episode, go ahead and hit that follow button. That helps more people hear the show. You can send me a message, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Thank you to all of the guests who have been on Good People, Cool Things. You can check out all the old episodes via goodpeoplecoolthings.com. As always, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Good people, cool things.